I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, June 1st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Peak Pals, let's level with each other. I think we can all agree that the experience at Canada's major airports could use some improvement, but at least no one is asking you to get on a scale. See, what's happening is for the next two months, Air New Zealand will not only weigh bags, but people to collect data on the weight load and distribution for planes. And suddenly those bag size checkers don't seem so bad. So I guess that means I won't be flying to New Zealand anytime soon. <laughs> it seems like a big imposition. I will say though, if you've ever taken a float plane, like from Vancouver to uh, yeah. Victoria, like you have to weigh yourself too, but that's like a six person plane. This seems like a huge, very burdensome and very embarrassing. I can't imagine a lot of people are going to like this plan. You know what I do respect about Air New Zealand is that they're always on the forefront of some type of innovation. Like they have the thing where you can connect all the seats together and have a bed. That's kind of cool. They're putting in like bunk beds now in some of the planes. So that's neat too. This is just like a step too far. It seems like a step too far to actually step onto the scale. Yeah, that's a step too far, Brett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aside from flying or not to New Zealand or out of New Zealand, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For first story, Stellantis subsidies could surpass VW for our second story, retailers want to replace tags with QR codes. And for our last story, Shopify faces class action suit over severance pay. For our first story, Stellantis looked at the subsidies Volkswagen was offered for its Ontario electric vehicle battery plant, which the total could end up hitting $13 billion, And they said, hold my beer. Brett, how much is Stellantis hoping to get? Okay, well, listen to this. Stellantis and its partner in battery making, LG Energy Solutions, stand to rake in up to $19 billion in subsidies for their EV battery plant in Windsor, Ontario, according to analysis from Johns Hopkins University professor Bentley Allen. And it's happening because the federal government, along with Ontario's provincial government, lured Stellantis to Windsor with a promise they would match incentives offered by the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, that has turned into an expensive, expensive commitment. See, the IRA not only includes subsidies for the cost of building battery plants, but also generous tax credits for the production of the batteries themselves. Here's a quote from Bloomberg's. If you take Stellantis's public announcements and you calculate it by the full value of the IRA for cells and modules, you get $19 billion. And it matters because Stellantis recently halted all construction and threatened to relocate its Windsor plant if they don't get subsidies that match what the IRA offers, effectively forcing Canada to compete with the financial firepower of the U.S. government. And that's a problem for the federal government whose plan to make Canada a hub for manufacturing EVs and their batteries hinges on Volkswagen and Stellantis setting up shop here. But $19 billion is a lot of taxpayer money to offer a private business. As the subsidies grow, so does the risk of political backlash that could undermine support for clean energy investment. And to zoom out, Canada isn't the only country that's been put into a bind by the sheer scale of the subsidies offered by the IRA in the U.S. Stellantis also recently threatened to close its plants in the U.K., in part because it can get more generous subsidies where else but the U.S. For our second story, someone has figured out a use for QR codes that isn't totally frustrating. We're looking at you, restaurant and digital-only menus. What's the latest use case? Well, per Axios, U.S. clothing manufacturers are lobbying for permission to replace physical clothing tags, which by law have to include things like care instructions, fiber content, and country of origin, with digital labels likely in the form of, you guessed it, QR codes. Brands like Ralph Lauren and Zara already use such codes. For instance, Zara uses them to complement traditional price tags so customers can find garments online. 
But in the future, QR codes could allow manufacturers to update information, like if a material becomes recyclable, and generally reduce the need for big, itchy tags. And it matters because think of being able to access a library of information for every single piece of clothing you own, like washing instructions that aren't written in laundry hieroglyphs. For retailers, the complaint is often that a huge amount of information needs to be put on labels. In theory, you could also scan a QR code to see if an item is recyclable and read up on the manufacturer's supply chain, product recalls, or sustainability practices. But in Canada, retail typically has been quite slow to innovate and adopt innovation up until at least very recently. That's at least what Marty Weintraub told The Peak on a recent episode of Free Lunch. Dynamics in Europe and Asia, like working across currencies and languages, spur retailers to innovate at lightning speed. One example has been adopting RFID labels. Plus, QR codes raise issues about whether everyone could access a garment's information. After all, not everyone has a smartphone connected to the internet. The bottom line is, odds are we're a while away from seeing QR codes for clothes in Canada. It may very well happen soon, but it's unlikely a Canadian company will drive that effort forward. For our third and final story, Shopify employees were once known for their loyalty and reverence for the company, but that was before people started getting fired, Brett. Yeah, so Shopify is now facing a class action lawsuit that alleges the company dialed back on hefty severance sums offered to laid off employees. Shopify says the offers were miscalculated, but ex-employees are asking for a $130 million apology per the Canadian press. It's estimated that about 2,300 people were affected by Shopify's cuts last month, or about 20% of the workforce. The company previously reduced its headcount by 10% last year. The class actions plaintiff says his severance offer was cut in half from $88,000 to $44,000. He claims he was told he'd have to settle for $36,000 if he didn't accept it. He says other employees were offered between $10,000 and $60,000 less than they had initially accepted. I review severance packages every day and have 21 years of doing this, and I have never seen an employer ever do anything like that. That's what one lawyer told the CP. This matters because it's a sign of how times have changed in tech, and workers, once promised the moon in exchange for being part of the next big thing, now find themselves in a much more adversarial relationship with their employers. To zoom out, that said, the severance sums offered across the tech sector have been well above what the law guarantees. Ex-employees from Shopify, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, and Salesforce were promised between two and four months, with more added for years of service. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great Wednesday, Peak Pals. No, not Wednesday, Thursday. Have a great Thursday, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.